welcome to the Words and Pictures podcast. I'm DJ Bowman-Smith and this is Words and Pictures podcast number 73. This week my lovely guest is Angela Van Limt and she'll be telling us about her young adult fiction, so stick around for the interview section. So at my desk this week, well at my desk this week I've been having a little bit of a rest. Um, I found myself with a bit of a free day and oh, yes I did do a bit of work but then I kind of felt that I needed to sort of clear my mind. Now I put some of this out on social media uh, so if you follow me on Facebook, I think it was on Facebook um, and it probably popped up on the Instagram thing as well, uh, that my guilty pleasure is in fact colouring in. Now it's a really strange thing. Uh, I don't do it all the time because I do feel quite guilty about it because I'm quite creative you know, I can draw, I can paint, I can do digital art. Obviously, I can write and all that kind of thing. And you kind of feel that it's a bit of a waste of time. Uh, it kind of has the kind of same feeling to me as doing a jigsaw. Um, and no, it doesn't really have the same feeling as doing jigsaws. Actually, I don't like doing jigsaws. But what it is, is I quite enjoy, well, I do enjoy doing it. But I always feel that I should be doing something more productive or something more creative. However... I must say that as I've got older and I've kind of begun to the, you know, as adult colouring books kind of came back in and somebody gave me one years ago and I thought, oh gosh, I don't want that. And then when I was quite stressed, I think it was when my mother was dying, I thought, oh, actually, that's a really nice thing. And they'd given it to me with um, felt tips, thankfully. And I kind of started colouring in and I thought, I'd forgotten how much I like doing this. This was my childhood activity. I was that quiet kid who sat in the corner and coloured in all day. Um, so it's a it's a really funny thing. So nowadays I'm you know I kind of own it. I have quite a few colouring books and a good stack of nice you know art quality felt tips to use in you know lots of different colours. And every now and again, I kind of feel the need to just sit there and have a bit of a colour in. Because I think what it does is it frees my mind to kind of, it's a meditative thing for me. I don't want any music on particularly. I just like to sit there in the quiet and just colour in for, for an hour or so. And I found that through the day where I had this day off, um, well not day off when my husband was out all day I kind of kept coming back to it so every time I kind of made a cup of coffee or something I thought oh I'll just do a little bit more of my colouring in and do you know what I have to say it really did me the world of good um, now it's not that I'm particularly stressed or anything I'm not but I had a few things that I needed to think through and sometimes doing something like that frees your mind up and enables you to to just have a think just don't sit there and try and think particularly on that problem but obviously if you've got something that is bothering you 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 know that'll be the thing that you will pop into your mind but it's quite nice to just color and let your mind go wherever it will and it's it's quite interesting how by the end of the day I'd made a decision on on this it wasn't a big problem wasn't anything mind shattering but I, I had to make a decision about something and, and I couldn't quite decide there were so many pros and cons for each thing but as I sort of just sat there and coloured in, I kind of could see the wood for the trees, if you see what I mean. So, yeah, I definitely recommend a bit of colouring in. Uh, and it kind of suits me on two levels. I, I like the process of it. I like the, the physicality of just filling it in, the actual hand movement of doing that. Uh, but also I have a real passion for very bright colours. 
and uh, and if you if you flick through my Facebook, you'll see, I think it was a fox face or something, but of course it's absolutely vibrant because the colours I always use, are, you know, I always want, I like clashing colours. I like the, the reds and the oranges and the pinks and the bright greens and blues. I like it all together, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, there's no subtlety in my colouring in, but I think that's another thing. Um, I think I know what good taste is. Well, does anybody but you know what I mean so if I'm doing book covers or something like that you know I'll make it all lovely but when I'm colouring in oh I just please my own soul and I just go for the brightest most vibrant clashing thing that I can find and I think it kind of pleases me on that level as well uh, so that was it and what I thought was very nice was I kind of thought at the end of the day after my husband had come back from his fishing trip or whatever he'd been doing I, I kind of sat there in the evening because I thought, actually, I just want to finish this picture now. So at the end of the day, I'd kind of got this picture coloured in and uh, it really pleased me. So I, when I tidy my pin board up at the end of the year, cause I have this big pin board in front of my desk in my office and uh, it gets all sorts of things on it. But at the end of the year, I usually take it all off and sort of start again. And I thought, mm, I'll put that piece of colouring up colouring in on my pin board and maybe a few others too so yeah interesting stuff so my 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 thing is to is to if you've got something that you think oh I don't know I shouldn't be doing this whatever that might be you know sometimes that's exactly what you need you just need to go and do something that is a bit pointless because it's just very good for the soul yes so that's me colouring in <laughs> happy days anyway come and meet Angela she's a lovely woman I know you're gonna love her this week on the Words and Pictures podcast, my lovely guest is Angela Van Limt. She has two novels in her series called The Atlas Cliffs. And um, they're YA novels, I believe. So tell me about your central character in your story, a girl who can see the dead. That's fascinating stuff, I think. Yes. Her name is Drew Harlow. And yes, she can see the dead. So in book one, Wandering Souls, she it's something that's always been a part of her. And she sort of looks at it as a curse. She just really ignores them. She just doesn't, she just, it, it happens to her, but she ignores them. However, they become very persistent because her boyfriend is presumed dead. She hasn't seen him and she wants to know why. And all of a sudden other mysteries are popping up and the dead are starting to communicate with her and push. She has no other option than to entertain that and yeah. dig deeper which she uncovers some dark secrets she did not know existed and some other mysteries that come about. And in book two, Seeking Haven, it's um, she's now nine, uh, eight, 18 going on 19, just a hair shy of 19. And she's at college in Boston and she has her ghost with her that she's trying to help. But for the first time, one of the dead tried to harm her and calls her a witch. And that sends her on another and a tragic event happens that brings her back home and it sends her on this sort of self-discovery quest. Yeah, amazing stuff. So it sounds like a really, really interesting story because I think everybody, you know, whether you believe it or not, you're slightly fascinated by the whole ghost thing. You know, I think it's really interesting. What makes you write for this age group, Angela? What what makes you um what inspires you to write um, young adult novels? It's strange because I'd never written before I wrote my first book and it was a novel writing course and I just started writing and the character just flowed and happened and she just at the time happened to be 17. I do have um, older teens so I don't know if it had to do with that or if I'm sort of inspired by 
my own youth or sort of a nostalgic reliving sometimes yeah and it's like sort of shows that I enjoyed and stories I enjoyed growing up with in the late 90s and early 2000s and I'm sure that all has an influence on that as well um I do have a plan for after this I'm right now writing book three so for the next book that I write the next character she's very persistent in my mind but this person is it's older so it won't be a young adult this is more the books now are like young adult upper young adult to new adult and next will be just an adult she's going to be in her late 20s maybe around 30 so I'm open to it's more the character and the story more than young adult just sort of happened to be yeah yeah, yeah. So, so it's more—it's more that just how the character comes up, and that's that's yeah. where you think it think it's going to be, and who would like it. <laughs> so, if you've got young teens or you know teenagers, you think, have they have they read your stuff, or, or they do you do they have do you, do you no. keep it away from them, or or are they just not interested? No, not at all. No, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, I, th- I think that's quite interesting. My um, one of my girls has read um, some of my children's stuff, um, mo- only because I said, look, just 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 proofread this for me you know give give me a you yeah know, have, a, have a little read through so she's she's done a little and the older ones read some of the some of the adult stuff but um I think sometimes when you're a creative uh, in the middle of a family I don't I think everybody finds that so normal that they they don't even feel they need to engage in anything that you're doing <laughs> that's what I tell myself anyway <laughs> me too. I just kind of it's not a big deal to me it's maybe they're not my reader it doesn't matter it's just this is what I do it's my passion and yeah that's what I think yeah yeah I, I think it doesn't matter and I think it's it's just fine whether they do whether they don't yeah interesting yeah. stuff um so how many books do you plan to write in this particular series and is, is this the is this the third one is it going to be a trilogy and that's that and then on to this yeah. other older character yeah 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 I, th- I think I, yeah I think I think in trilogies I've decided <laughs> Yeah, I, I first I didn't know, and it is true that I'm going to miss the characters, but I can say that my plan, like I'm going to, you know, write book three, and we're working on it now, and publish next year. I have the same cover designer booked for next July, um, but I am going to leave it because in my mind, there's always going to be a possibility of perhaps a novel down the road. Maybe a where are they now? Who knows if that yeah if it strikes, then it could happen. But this will be three, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean, and I think uh, it's almost like the classic story arc, isn't it? You know, a beginning, a middle, and an end, and you can kind of yeah. see that longer story story arc across those three books. I'm 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 a similar similar kind of person. I I kind of think in think in threes. I'm just about to start a last book in a trilogy as well, and and I think um, there's something very nice about last books because I think you you know everybody now you know you know exactly where they're going you know you know and this I always knew the ending even when on book one I know where that so I kind of feel like you're getting to that point now and I think it's quite satisfying I think it is and it's this transition to which I love and it's something I've learned is that a good story is when a character starts off and that's sort of image of where they're starting but they're very different at the end like whatever it is the lesson they've learned or whatever that is that they've you can see the transformation by the end so I really think that from the first book to the third book when it's done there'll be quite a transformation from this girl who started at 17 and will end at you know 20 basically so yeah 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 and I think those years I think I think that's why um young adult books are are interesting even for an older reader I don't think just 
that age group read it. I think they they tend to be crossover books. People of all ages read them because there's something about those formative years when we're we're just beginning to touch adulthood. But we're not quite there yet. We're lacking some basic wisdom about life, you know, and judgment and things like that. And I think it's you know we can always all look back on things that happened. You know, be they funny or be they um you know more serious at that time of our lives when when it was everything was so raw and new I think yeah especially love I think (laughs) love yeah so the book too is really got um it's such a love story and that's woven so deep but I loved writing it more than I thought I would love it yeah and it's a very slow burn romance and um second chance love and they were friends first and for me it just takes you back to when you were, it's it's very nostalgic. It takes you back to that, or it takes you back to that time and you think, well, what if, you know, you had this amazing love at that age or what if you play the what if game or I do anyways, and just sort of have fun with it and see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice, nice it is. Well, I think I'm just a big old romantic as well, really. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. for it, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I have to ask you this now. I bet everybody that gets you on here, they ask you, they ask you this. So, do you believe in ghosts? Um, I I've never had a specific experience. Do I believe in the possibility? I guess I do, just because I'm kind of open to it. It sort of fascinates me because we hmm. just, I just don't feel. I don't know what happens after you know we die. And I think I've had tragic loss in my own life and. There's that part of me that thinks that, yeah, there, something must be going on. What that is, I don't know. And I think, oh, our souls are energy and energy never dies. So I don't really know, but I love playing, like I said, that what if game. I love playing, well, what if it was possible that, you know, yeah. maybe someone could see and talk to the dead. And I just, yeah. I have fun with those possibilities because we just really don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's it's interesting to to. Well, I think that's what the writer does, don't we? We we th- we sit there and we think, hmm, what what if this happened? What if that happened? Yeah. There's so many there's so many little things that pop into your head. Um. So, are you a uh, an organized writer, Angela? Do you do you plan it all out first, or no. or are you a bit of a discovery writer? You kind of let it happen as you go along and hope for the best. So I love <laughs> the term discovery writer. It sounds so lovely because I'm such a pantser. And I even for book three bought um it's called Save the Cat Writes the Novel. So I'm like, oh, trying I've got one here. I literally, it. literally. It's me always too. on my desk. I love Save the Cat. Yes. And yeah. even look at all the little Yeah, yeah, me too. Mine's all written on scribbled around. Yeah. yeah, love, love it. Yeah. And they keep me on um, don't forget that this needs to happen and this, you know, yeah. to keep the reader turning the pages and don't forget these different story arcs and story parts. And however, my pants herself, my discovery writer, just shoves it all aside and takes over and then yeah. I'm writing I'm like oh okay that's good that's good oh I didn't think of that and it's just sort of happening so I guess I'm a little bit of both but leaning more towards discovery writer or pantser yeah yeah I think I'm I'm similar I, I plan plan out the story beats um but I can't plan it to the you know like some people plan like scene by scene or chapter by chapter no I can't plan that deeply because that's not how it works for me I'm a bit like you I have a basic thing it, it's fairly comprehensive but I have to say that when I'm actually in the zone and I'm creating mm, anything could happen really <laughs> and I'm, in, I'm, I'm likely to let it <laughs> yeah, exactly. and I listen to music when I write to not always but sometimes I do 
it really sort of sets the tone or sets the scene. Yeah. Yeah, because you've got your playlists on your website that I saw, which I, I thought do, was a, re yeah. a really interesting idea. I've not seen that before. Um, I'm I'm just like uh, rain sounds. I like white noise, uh, okay. mostly so that I can't hear what's happening in the kitchen. You know, is the cake come out? You know, are they making a sandwich? Am I getting any? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Stop me thinking about snacks and things. Um, uh, joking aside, though, but no, I just like a bit of white noise or very... Um, or, or something musical that isn't that that's kind of peaceful, like Einaldi or something like that, that doesn't have words or anything Lyric. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like tone poem stuff, or the sound of the sea, or something like that. But I can't listen to any music. It just, um, I find music so moving that I, I can't. I can only concentrate on that if I'm listening to it. I can't do anything else you know but I can only do one thing at a time anyway I'm very much like that you know I'm either doing this or I'm doing that I can't do two things you know so it's it's a very strange a strange thing but yeah so you are a musician as well I'm not a musician no but I love music and I love to sing um I've never done anything with it but just passions that I have I just I'm I just a huge music lover yeah and and are the music is there music in the stories do you do you bring out what, yeah. they, what they people listen to when they there yeah. is especially in the second book and um you know I played around because I was very careful with like the copyright and not you know putting in lyrics or whatever I was just very careful so I put the title or um yeah. she's listening to music and I'll take maybe just two words of the lyrics so that it could be anything and just things like that but yes it's just so heavily influenced in my writing I know that it is so yeah and it does come out I think I think what's interesting is that really you you know you're writing fiction, but such a lot of ourselves comes out into whatever we're writing, isn't it? And, and you know, like you say, your musical thing comes out, and you know people can, you know, you know what they're listening to, even if you haven't actually told the reader. And it's it's interesting that that yeah. that's such a part of it. Yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> this is it. You see, when I'm going off the thing, I write these questions, and then half the time I don't use them because I get chatting to you, and then that's I okay. Forget, and I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> um, so that's it. So you got three books. You think on to the next thing. Um, uh, let me ask you about your book covers, which I think look lovely. I like the illustrative quality of them. I think it's quite unusual to have a pale background, so I think that quite makes them stand up as well. You know, um, so who, who's who's doing your covers? So she's actually on Instagram and TikTok as Miss Nat Mac, but it's Natasha McKenzie and um, she's lovely. And I discovered her uh, through Readsy and she's worked on a, obviously book one and two and I booked her for book three and I just, we work really well together and she's just brought these visions in my head to life better than I can even anticipate. So it's been awesome. So I'll just sort of fill out a form for her sort of images or important um like, for example, book two, Seeking Haven, there's, you know, she's wearing an amulet around her neck and like just little things like that. And then she just takes what I have in my head. And when she sends me the the proofs, I'm just like, yes, that's exactly it. So, yeah, great. no, I think I think they're very strong. And I think um, there's a lot to be said for um, a good face on the cover, um, because, you know, statistically books with faces on sell more. I didn't know that. I just I, I know that. I, I know that. Yeah, I don't know where that's from, but but yeah, yeah that that is that is quite a, it's it's uh, books with uh, either figures on sells more, but if it's just a face, they sell more again. It people people will engage with the face more. Really? You know, okay, more more than, more than anything. Yeah, so it's it's an interesting thing. So and I think also if you have the 
the whole face on you you get more um eyes on your book because people want to, people automatically will look at a face it's just one of those things yeah so i'm 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 surprised more people don't know that trick actually i did <laughs> they, i just, they know it now yeah i was even kind of like well you know because you write the description of the character and you know you want that the reader to ha- make sort of have their own image in their head yeah. am i taking away from that but it just i just think they turned out well and they do this the story and the main character justice so it's yeah uh, yeah, That's no, I think I think she looks nice. She it's it's a good face, and I like it. Yeah, yeah, re- really good. Um, yeah, so that's good, and it's nice to think you know to have the savvy to use the same designer for the for the whole lot of those series that you're doing because you could always tell if if it's had different different hand in it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So no, you, so, <laughs> so you found her on Reedsy. That's interesting. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I found somebody on Reezy for something. Can't think what it was now, but it's it's a really good database. I'll put it in the in the show notes. Actually, Reezy, if people haven't heard about that, which is a place where you can go if you just put in Reezy. It's it's R double E D S Y. I think that's yeah, that's right. Stick that yeah. into a search engine, and you'll find all sorts of things. I think you can find an editors on there or um, yeah, my assist- editors. I found her too. Yeah, virtual assistants, proofreaders graphic designers uh people that could do your website all sorts of stuff so if you're looking for you know a job that you can't do yourself Reedsy is a good place to go and find that yeah really good um I can't think what I did I think I've got my book on there I think I did a, like a review thing to when, I, when it when one of my books first went on and um joined like, like a Reedsy Reedsy discovery or something that's it like discovery that. yeah. that's exactly yeah. it Angela Reedsy discovery yeah. yeah so yeah it's all good so lots of stuff on there for the indie author so why do you decide to be indie and not go the the set the um trad route or did you do a bit of both or have you always been no i just um i had taken a novel writing course and the person that taught it he was uh, indie published himself so he knew a lot about publishing that way and i didn't ever intend to write and publish a book it just i started in early 2020 and i published in mid 2022 took a a self-publishing workshop so i just learned whatever i could and i had a friend who was traditionally published for me my book was ready to be published i knew i you know hired a, a book cover designer, I had a professionally edit it. And I thought if I start querying for an agent, and then time to have it on subs, if I got so lucky to even make it that far, this could be years. Yeah, that's the or never at all. And yeah. I just thought my gut feeling was in, like, I can do this, I just got to invest it, treat it like a business, not a hobby, because it felt that way to me, it felt like a passion, I just wanted to mm. incorporate this as a career maybe down the road. So I just went all in and invested in myself and I just published yeah I no, and, and it's looking good and, but also you know I, I see it's doing you know really well in the Amazon bestseller charts I think you're you're quite got quite good numbers in that which is great and it's it's really yeah. really, really nice to to see that it's 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 doing it's doing really well and and I think when you get the third book out it'll be nice people like to see a complete series and I think that'll you know give it another boost again and I think it's all good and I think it's like you said I think the the indie author thing I think you can do I think you can you can you can either play it writing which is fine if that's what you want or you can treat it like a business which is what I do as well treat it very much like a business you know I literally get up and I get to my desk you know first thing in the morning and and there I'll stay until five o'clock pretty much most days and and I think although I can kind of please myself um 
which I like as well. I like the autonomy of it. But mm -hmm. I think uh, if you take it a bit more seriously, you will get a bit further because um, and I know it's about self-belief because you have to go, OK, I'm good enough to put this out there and it's fine. Uh, um, and But I think whatever part of writing that you're doing, you know, whether you're traditionally published or you're self-published, you're still going to have doubts. There's going to be days when you're oh, going to really? get up and think, actually, I'm rubbish. Why am I bothering? I <laughs> you know, think that you're all get... the time. Trust yeah. me, all the time. Yeah. And I work full time, too. So, like, I'm not there yet where I'm writing full time. But um, I think that all the time that, that I've heard the word imposter syndrome That's all the it. time, especially sitting down to write the third book and that blank screen of starting all over again to the draft phase after rounds and rounds of editing. And I'm just looking at that screen. I can't do this. I, I can't. What am I thinking? It's just sort of goes in your head. And then I have some really great writer friends who are very encouraging. And then you just sort of dig deep and like, nope, change that mindset and you know, not fake it till you make it, but kind of like, you've got this, you've done it twice, you can do this again, yeah. and kind of give myself the old pep talk and sit down and just let it go. So I've gotten into a groove again. But yeah. definitely ebbs and flows that self doubt. Yeah, I think I think I think it's, I, I think men have it as well. But I think women particularly, I think I think we're always on this. Are we good enough? Should we be doing something for somebody else should we be you know should we be even be here especially my age group I mean obviously I'm a lot older than you you know I, th I think we were brought up to be this um uh to please everybody and to just do you know what other people wanted you to do and you know and all of that kind of thing and I think when sometimes you have to you know like you say let go of that mindset and, and just get out there and and just have a go and do it and I think also the other thing is I mean I've had this my latest thing is doing is doing really well and and I've written the second book and, and now I'm on the third but it's almost because it's done quite well I'm not thinking can I do it again yes. <laughs> so whichever happens if you're doing well you think oh god and if it's gone awful you think oh god exactly <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter. Even matter which way <laughs> if it's awful you're like well I definitely can't do this and if it's going all day I don't know if I can do this again exactly. yeah so it, it's this vicious cycle of being so hard on ourselves and it's yes yeah deep rooted uh, for me deep rooted probably a, maybe a lack of confidence growing up or whatever it is or like you say just trying to find the balance of doing everything for your family and for you know working and trying to balance keep all the balls in the air I say yeah I, I think doesn't drop <laughs> yeah one of the things that I've decided that I've learned quite well now is that when I first started out as a writer and then I first sort of indie published, which is going back sort of 10 years now, 15 years, um, I was always very embarrassed, very quiet about the whole thing. And I didn't want to talk about it. And I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't share that about myself. And I, and I would kind of keep it to one side. And then one day, I don't know what happened. I woke up and I thought, I'm going to own this now mm -hmm. and, and I, well, I gave up. I was a supply teacher. And I gave up the supply teaching and I was going to go into writing full time. And I thought, right, if you're going to do this, you're going to own it. And anybody that asks you, you're going to say, I'm a writer. I'm yes. not going to go, oh, well, ah, 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 I'm sort of this or that. I'm going to know I'm going to be this. This is me now. I'm doing it because I'm old and I give a monkey's anymore. No, I'm in my but, 40s. And I'm just like, it's you can't live with regrets. I know this. I just know this instinctively. Like, you get one life. This is not a dress rehearsal. And if there's anything you want to do, just do do it. You can. You're, we are. I do believe we are all way like capable of more than what we know. Yes. And if we can just push through that self doubt and just 
give, just try and reach out to people that are like-minded, you know, maybe going for the same thing and boost each other up can do it. Yeah. All of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, let me ask you about TikTok because I see you on TikTok quite a lot, yeah. which is where I found you. And you always pop up on my time. I always enjoy your your chat and whatever you're doing. You always seem really natural and quite comfortable about the whole thing. Okay. So so how how did you did you were were you a bit like that? Did you just thought, well, I'm just going to go for it and be myself, and this is what I'm, I'm like because that's how it comes across and it's great. And uh, you know how how did you get started on it? Did you? Did you, did you, I mean, we're back on the self-doubt thing. Did you have days where you think, oh God, I can't get in front of here. Or did you just think, well, this is it. This is where it is at. I still have those days, but um, I published my first book in August of 2022 and got on, and I heard about book talk. A f- couple of friends told me, oh, book talk. I'm literally like, what's book talk? And it's on TikTok. Okay. How do I get on book talk? And then I just started researching, trained the old algorithm to show me book things. And then I'm like, okay, let's make these posts. So I just sort of, the things that I would see that I liked, whether it's the little lip sync funny type things or trending sounds, I just started learning as I went and doing the things that I thought were funny or that I enjoyed. Or then I kind of took on this, I want to inspire others. I want to spread some kindness because these people have been welcoming to me and it just snowballed. So here we are just over a year and I'm on there and yeah, I'm kind of at the point where I just, if I'm posting a video, especially if I'm talking, I I look at it every time. Like, I don't like how I sound. I don't like maybe how I look. I don't like, but I just let it go and just put it out there. It's like, just be myself. This is me. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's the best way, way with it, with all of this kind of thing, you know, and unfor- you know, unfortunately or unfortunately, I'm not sure which, um, the, the whole thing, especially, and actually, I don't think it matters whether you're traditionally published or an independently published person, uh, you have to get yourself out there and, and you've got to find some platform that you're going to get out there and, and say, this is me, because although you can do the paid ads thing, it's very expensive and you're only getting a little bit for your money really I always feel but if you can get on the social media and make it work for you I think it I think it is you know I definitely notice the difference if I don't keep posting up on the TikTok thing I notice a definite little dip in sales definitely yeah I I yeah it makes a difference same I don't think um and I really just kudos to book talk connections I've made because I really do think I know that it the book talk support that's allowed me to keep going and that has when I see those rankings and on Amazon the U.S. I'm in Canada so you know I see the rankings in the in Canada and then when I look at the U.S. and even the U.K. market and I'm seeing myself in the top 100 of subcategories I'm like I literally kudos to book talk because I really believe that's a huge reason why I've been able to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think also it's a good mindset to have that everybody's your reader. I think sometimes people think they're going to find this this little pocket of people that are just reading books. Well, no, everybody reads all sorts of things. And it doesn't matter whether it's a writer or, uh, you know, an, another person writing. And also, I think most of us read across many genres. So, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, sure. whereas people do all this trying to find the, the niche. Well, I don't know. I think it's a bigger thing than people try to sell you if you sort of mean I think I think you just need to get out there and you know do do whatever it is that you get do. out there and be open and whenever yeah. like I either I definitely sometimes have writers in mind if I'm sharing certain content if I've learned something and I want to share with other writers or authors but I do try to have the readers in mind if I am a reader and I'm scrolling what's going to make me oh I got to read that book or just always have your reader in mind not your ideal reader necessarily because 
really, like you said to me, it could be anybody, but just if what what is it that's going to make somebody want to read something? And I think especially people that read across genres, it's mm -hmm. more about the story, the emotion, what emotion is going to grab that person. And yeah. if you've got this, the relatable characters and a story with mm. some emotion, some heart, whatever the case may be, then I think really anybody could pick it up. Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly that. It's, it's all about the story at the end of the day. Yeah, really, really is true. Oh, so do you think you'll stay, uh, I see you're exclusive on Amazon at the moment. Do you think you'll mm -hmm. stay exclusive to Amazon or do you think you're going to go wide later on or you're quite happy I've with that? I've waffled back and forth on that so me much. I, yeah, I've too. heard that for like romance or spicy authors that KU is where it's at. Um, I haven't written spice yet. Maybe I will one day. I just don't know. What, I'm not opposed to anything, but so far I'm in KU. Never say never. Maybe one day I'll go wide. I'll just see how it goes. I'm yeah. not really sure because people do ask, are you in KU? And it, I don't want to close off those potential readers if yeah. that's what they're looking for. So it's I really don't know. I'm learning as I go, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, I've done both. I've been wide, really wide, and I found it didn't really work for me. So then I kind of come back to the, come back to the, you know, the Amazon thing. Um, so with this book, The Midwitch, I'm, I'm on just exclusively on Amazon for that now. Uh, and and I'm about to do the audio book because why not? I've got all the sound equipment, <laughs> obviously, because yeah. I do this. Um, so I thought I really ought to do the audio audio book, um, which I'm which I'll probably do. I'm gonna hopefully start that next week. Um, but what I think is, and I was kind of thinking, shall I sell the audiobook direct or shall I do it through this and in the end I thought I think I'll just keep it all under the Amazon umbrella I'm afraid they're they're efficient it works and they pay you yeah. you know what can you say <laughs> I don't yeah. know a lot of people are anti-Amazon but I don't know it's it's tricky yeah well Amazon I, I understand that whole anti I, I know but they're the biggest market like it's just so hard to avoid yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah especially yeah. when like I look at myself I'm a small indie author and I'm just chugging along so for me Amazon just works yeah, yeah yeah me too yeah I find that so how about you with the audio thing do you think you'll do your audio books so book one already is Megan Hutchins oh, uh, I missed that I beg your pardon so yeah, tell no, me about your okay. tell me about your audio book <laughs> yeah, and that was through ATX and it went really well and uh, for book two I'm working on it now so as soon yeah. as I have something narrowed down then I will definitely update and cool so did you get somebody else to narrate it for you Oh yes, I would not. Yeah. My own book. I don't have the equipment, and nor do would I. I just, no, I need a like somebody that knows what they're doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So well, I'm I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a go. I'll let you know how it went, <laughs> and and if it worked and it was all right, I'll think I'll have a little think about it. One of my daughters is a sound engineer, which I've said oh, often on. before. So um, I might obviously I I'll probably give her the stuff to have a little master of it for me and um have a little fit of a fiddle. But then again, you know, I might try and I might fail, but. I think trying is the point, if you see what I mean. Totally so, I, so I might I might have a read a couple of chapters and go, actually, you know what, this is awful. I need a narrator. Or I might think, you know what, you know, she's a middle-aged lady, I'm a middle-aged lady, she's English, I'm English. What could go wrong? It's <laughs> It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. And like I say, I do have all the kit because I do the podcasting. So really I kind of feel like, well, let's just give it a go and see, see where it takes us. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. So I think it's uh, uh, the time is just clicking down. I'm going to ask you just this thing. What is the hardest part of writing for you, Angela? 
the hardest part of writing is finding the time. Yeah. Yeah. It just setting aside that time. And I, it's often evenings and I'm often tired, like honestly, yeah. but I just make myself take that time and sit and write. And sometimes I do great and it's 1200 words in an hour. And sometimes it's 500 or 200, but yeah. it's just, just creating a habit of writing, but finding the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's very hard when you're both, when, you, when you're working full time. And I know when I was working full time, I used to call my car, the mobile office and both yeah. my children did, did, um, you know, activities and things. So when I dropped them off, I never drove back home again. I would just stay in the car rather than waste the half an hour traveling there and back. So that it was another little bit. And then, and then actually the cars are quite good because it's, it's quite quiet. You haven't got, there's no ironing pile or, or bit of cooking True. that you feel you should do or the, bathroom that could do the clean and you can just sit there and just have quick type and and it's quite a good place I, I think I wrote my first two books in the car actually in the car, really I've yeah, seen yeah. that on TikTok I've seen different writers and one girl in particular and she'll have it all ergonomically set up for car writing and she gets a lot done I'm so yeah yeah I did yeah, yeah I had a big cushion put the put the laptop on so it's in the, in the yeah. right place and then you know flask of coffee and all dead organized got all my stuff. and I used to have it in a little crate so that I could carry everything with me my mobile office and take and also if I, we, we were somewhere like if, if the children were rehearsing in a town or something I could go to a coffee shop but I could kind of take my little office with me and go and sit somewhere warmer you know and stuff like that but yeah but but yeah, and, and I think I think the point is, if you really want to write, you will. <laughs> that, is, that is very yeah, true. And yeah. Something else just takes over. They call it your why or whatever. You know, something yeah. you've heard. That, what's your why? It just it's I just feel like after, you know, all this time, I finally found what I'm meant to be doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, so that's it's just true. that's taken over. And it's there's not a question of will I or won't I even when I'm struggling, I'm going to push through. I'm still going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it's it's good. Pushing through. It's the good advice. Anyway, Angela, we're nearly out of time. Where can people find you online? Um, TikTok is my favorite platform, and that's one of my number one. Um, Instagram, I have a Facebook page. Um, there is Dawn Publish, Dawn-publishing.com. That's my Dawn's my middle name, actually, but that's my indie publishing company that I've created for my and that And that's your website, yeah? That's my website, yep. And um, I love the link tree because I can keep everything in one place. So I have that link in the bio on, on TikTok and on Instagram. So you can go in and see like the Amazon links and yeah, cool. handles uh, and all this. Yeah, that's good. And I'll put all that in the show notes, Dawn, and uh, you'll, or rather Angela, and then you'll have all your all your bits and pieces there. And I believe if you go to Angela's website, you can link off the social media platforms if you want to go and find her amazing yeah. TikToks and all that kind of thing. <laughs> My Spotify playlist for the books. And Absolutely. The <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's interesting how you look. Obviously, I look at lots of people's website when I'm you know, doing this. That's what I do. You know, Before you come on, I go through and have a quick flick through and see, think, what do I want to ask this person? And it's always different. It's always something else. Everybody's always got some new take on it. And I, and, uh, and I thought, yeah, I thought, oh, that's interesting. A little playlist. Hmm fascinating <laughs> yeah yeah some others have done it too I just for me it's inspired my writing and my writing has inspired certain songs so why not you know share that with readers so that's yeah. what I decided to do yeah I think it's an, I think it's a nice idea anyway Angela thank you so much for joining me on the words of picture thank podcast you. anytime Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> okay so 
lovely to talk to Angela. Uh, what a nice lady and uh, just fascinating. I said to her, um, I said, oh, gosh, it's really cold here today. I had a big shawl wrapped around me when we were doing the uh, the podcast. And she sort of looked outside and uh, she said, oh, yes, it's snowing here because she's in Canada. And I thought it was quite funny because I'm feeling very cold because I'm li- I live in the south coast of England. And uh, and I think it was I think it was 10 degrees. <laughs> but of course, we're perished because it's usually really warm here. So I was all I was all wrapped up in a blanket. And um, I think Angela thought I was mad. Anyway, <laughs> so I ought to get a grip, really. Anyway, so that's that. OK, so next week is going to be a solo episode from my good self. And uh, I'll be talking a little bit about my writing process. I'll be giving a few hints and tips and I'll be talking about some really good books that if you're a writer, they'd be really useful. And over the years, I've read all sorts of things. Oh, well, I've read pretty much all of it, I think. And uh, there's just a few books that really stick in my mind that, that I kind of I kind of look around and I thought, what are the books that are useful? And I thought, well, obviously, these ones that are here on my desk, these are the ones I use. So I'll be talking about that next week. So join me for a solo episode. OK, until next time, then. Have a great week. I'm DJ Bowman Smith. You can find me, all my writing, bits and pieces, and uh, show notes for the podcast are on my website or on the Podbean app. Uh, And uh, the website is uh, djbowmansmith.com, funnily enough. And uh, and also, if you put DJ Bowman Smith or Deborah Bowman Smith in any bit of social media, you will find me, I'm sure. Uh, So, until next time, bye-bye.